Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 210 of Linux in the Ham Shack. I'm Russ, K5TUX. Uh, over there where there is no temperature is Bill, NE4RD. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. And across from me is Cheryl, W5MOO. Hello, everyone. All right, we're ready to do our short topic episode because uh, we did a long topic last time, and then we did our weekender last Thursday, and I hope everyone had a good weekend. But today is Monday, and we're going to do some short topics. So who wants to do topic number one? I guess I'll do topic number one since I threw it in the etherpad. Why not? Well, okay, you and Bill were kind of fighting over that, but whatever. Well, I think we we each, it was funny because when we were choosing topics for the evening, we each rejected the ones the other one chose. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, so, so we wound up with everything and here we go. Build an ADSB antenna from garbage Uh, with the advent of low cost software defined radio. Anyone who's interested can surf the airwaves from shortwave all the way up to the gigahertz frequencies used by geosynchronous satellites. However, having a receiver is only half the battle. You need an antenna as well. A length of wire stuck in an antenna jack of your SDR will let you pick up some low-hanging fruit, but if you're looking to extend your range or get into the higher frequencies, your antenna needs to be carefully designed and constructed. Though as Akos Zerman, or German, or Thurman, something like that, shows on his blog, that doesn't mean it has to be expensive. He has constructed a very capable ADSB antenna out of little more than an empty soda can and a bit of wire. How well does it work? He reports performance being very similar to his commercial ADSB antenna, which sent him back almost $45 US. Not bad for some parts out of the trash. So if you want an easy way to pick up on signals, this Coke Tenna and an RTL SDR dongle will get you started in no time. And that actually came from Hackaday. It was re-reported. I believe on the Southgate ARC website, and we also have a link in the show notes to the Radio for Everyone blog, which has the original information about the Coke Tenna. So, shouldn't it be like a Coke Zero Tenna or something like that? <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't be promoting like gestational diabetes or anything like well, that. Yeah, okay, there you go. so it can be a Pepsi Max Tenna or there something like Pepsi that. Max yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 Okay. And we're we're open to sponsorships by Pepsi. Just want you to tell you that, <laughs> <laughs> or Coke, or anybody else. You know. yeah, just <laughs> so there you go. If you want to build a cheap ADSB receiver antenna, there you, you can just do it with a soda can. I guess we could just call it a soda tenna and and be neutral entirely. There you go. All right. So Cheryl, you can read the next one about the AWRL and the Teachers Institute. Okay. The AWRL announces Teachers Institutes on Wireless Technology. As part of its educational outreach, the AWRL and DARA will offer three sessions of the Teachers Institute on Wireless Technology this July in Newington, Connecticut, and Dayton, Ohio. The Teachers Institute is an expenses-paid professional development seminar 
that provides teachers at all grade levels with tools and strategies to introduce basic electronics, radio science, space technology, and satellite communication, as well as weather science, introduction to microcontrollers, and basic robotics in their classrooms. Interested educators can apply online. The $100 enrollment fee is refunded for applicants who are not selected. A qualified applicant must be an active teacher in an elementary, middle, high school, or community college university, or in a leadership or enrichment uh, instructional role in an after-school program. And this information was obtained by the ARRL. Well, it was obtained from the ARRL. Sorry, you're right. Sorry. (laughs) But Uh, whatever. Yeah. So I guess if you're a teacher and you want to have an expenses-paid informational seminar on robotics and electronics and radio propagation and all that kind of stuff you should go ahead and apply look up the uh, link on the arrl and there you go and so it's uh going to be done at the arrl headquarters in newington and also uh the dayton amateur radio association will be doing a session in dayton so there you go uh presumably around hamvention although the article did not say and now it says july Oh, that's right. It Wireless technology in July, yep. in so, July and New England. So it yeah. did say, and I just ignored it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we roll. Of course. All right. So let's talk about the millennials. Yes. The Ham Radio Society looks to add a millennials. This is a story linked on, on Southgate News there from uh, News Channel TV or News Channel 6 TV, which reports Wichita Falls Amateur Radio Society consists mostly of people over age 40. And every other amateur radio society in the universe. Yeah, I think probably over 50 is probably more like it. Right. Hey, (laughs) let's be realistic here, people. Uh, So they are making an effort to get young people involved. There are some in their 30s that are joining so they can have an extra line of communication during emergencies. 31-year-old Walter Lambert said, I live in a rural part of Wichita Falls area. Well, you live in Wichita Falls. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the power goes out on a regular basis, and I have no aspiration to be a storm spotter, but to be able to talk back and forth to some of these guys, yeah, must be important. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> 31 is barely a millennial anyway. I mean, was that born in 87? Yeah. Yeah. So a millennial uh, would actually be in the mid twenties, right? Not. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a stretch on this whole thing. And yeah, uh, yeah no, I don't know any twenty-year-old that wants to get on the radio and talk to some old guy about his denture problem uh, when he has got a power outage, <laughs> and the uh, repeater is uh, not online either. Or, or the old guy in Montana who can't fix his uh, antennas because they're all buried under ice. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. And I sure don't talk about him on the radio. Because I have no antenna. Right. <laughs> no, it says the millennial generation was 1980 to 95. Really? Uh, oh, I guess I it's because you you basically come of age in the new millennium. Is that I what the guess, idea is? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, because yeah, you and I, I are in, well, actually all three of us are in Generation X. So yeah. nobody who listens to this so, show is a millennial, right? Yes. So we don't have millennials in our demographic because uh, we have uh, you know such a strong control over uh, what our metrics are. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you don't even hear this thing, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. Get into these clubs and lower the age. I remember the first day I went into my first club down in Naples, Florida, in the Amateur Radio Association of Southwest Florida. And I, I literally was the youngest guy there. And I was uh, 19, maybe? Something like that. Maybe 20. Um, yeah. And I became president a year later or two years later. So it's very possible to make change in these clubs because a lot of these guys 
are old and tired and you know they're just tired of the same old program or if you got a club that really doesn't have a program i know the club here just does business that's all they talk about business 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 and it's boring 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 you know <laughs> once in a while they have a program that's given by somebody that normally gives the business reports <laughs> <laughs> so it's just not really exciting it's not like what you're working on it's like let me explain ham radio 101 to people that have been licensed for quite a while or you know you're fairly new and yeah uh you haven't really uh yeah, yeah you're you're barely a cert member plus uh plus an amateur radio operator and that's not to pick on the cert guys but i'm just saying it's you know there's like a low barrier of entry now and they don't really get into complex stuff beyond you know maybe hooking up a signal link or something like that but um yeah, you know, the more young people that can get into the hobby, that's great. Take over these clubs and run them. Just just take them over and change them and run them the way you'd want to run them. Don't don't put up with these old guys. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. One of these days, you're going to be fogies. one of those old guys. I am one of those old guys. <laughs> no, you are not one yet. Well, so. you know, when I go into a club, I feel exactly the same way as a young guy. But I walk in there like, man, all these guys are old boring right i have no idea why i'm here so i sit and look at my phone <laughs> i'm like oh this is terrible i don't even want to yeah i don't even want to sit here and look at my phone i feel like i'm just wasting my time yeah i know um, when i got into my club i was 24 years old or 23 something along those lines and i was probably the youngest in there by half of everyone else so <laughs> yeah yeah did you feel out of place um to a certain extent, yes. I mean, I, I wanted to be a part of the club, and I wanted to be a part of the hobby, so I kind of pushed aside my, you know, feeling a, a little bit out of place. But, yeah, it's a little weird when you're a 20-something and a group of 60-somethings. Yeah. You know, so. I did become the tower climber, so I, I, that's what, that's what my job was. <laughs> well, there you go. It's I, like, we'll so, send hey, the young guy up the tower. Up yeah. stick there and grab that antenna on the top. How about that? Like, okay, yeah, sounds like a good idea. And there's probably beer up? No safety equipment involved or anything like that. Oh no, no, I had a really nice, I had a nice climbing harness. <laughs> oh, there but you I go. did drink while I was up there. So, you know, I, like, lowered the bucket of tools. Hey, can you throw a few uh, ice houses in there? Thanks. We'll bring back up here. And... Talk about somebody who never has a hangover because he's always drinking. <laughs> like in the middle of tower climbing, you're like, hey, yeah, give me a brew, bud. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you're normally up there for a while because it's not worth climbing back down when you're that high. Right. So, you know. Oh, you're high too? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was going to say that, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, man. Because I was high. <laughs> and let's move on. All right. Let's move on to some uh, open source topics. Let's talk about some open source RF filters. Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 I, I saw this on Reddit. Uh, this was uh, linked over on Reddit. This was a nice post in the amateur radio subreddit, which I tend to troll often, uh, by Cola Z uh, Check, I guess, C Z E K, K O L A C Z E K. He made his filters open source and posted them on his GitHub account. And here you can find a two meter bandpass filter, a two meter and 70 centimeter diplexer, uh, FM trap, and a bias T. He has uh, images performance data and the eagle file so you can uh, get your boards built uh very very good and uh you know very useful source of information and it's great that he open sourced his project on github and of course you can find those links in the show notes uh, very cool open source hardware it's something we don't talk about very often but that's it's really neat when it happens because it always goes hand in hand with open source software yes <clears throat> all right very good so 
Let's talk a little bit about the FreeBSD Code of Conduct. And there's a little bit that's uh, quoted out of the, the BSD Code of Conduct here. And it says the FreeBSD project is inclusive. We want the FreeBSD project to be a venue where people of all backgrounds can work together to make the best operating system built by a strong community. These values extend beyond just development to all aspects of the project. All those given recognition as members of the project in whatever form are seen as ambassadors of the project. And a link to the actual code of conduct is going to be in the chat room. But Bill, you had somewhere you wanted to go with this. Oh, yeah. You know, I was I was kind of having fun with that. I saw it posted and I'm like, oh, you know, this is like right on the heels of the ARRL and all their controversy of having their you know board of directors code of conduct. So I thought we'd, we'd lighten it up a little bit by looking at what these free BSDers are going through right now. And uh, they have a whole list here of items that um, they're they're including as harassment. And I thought this was important because, you know, the Internet is full of harassment and bullies and, and everything else like that. And obviously this community is having a problem, and they wanted to identify all the areas in which could be considered as harassment and a violation of the terms of the Code of Conduct. So I assume that this means you can't boot FreeBSD free anymore after you violate one of these rules. <laughs> a lot possibly, of these rules yeah. <laughs> seem to uh, relate to a lot of Hollywood types as well. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of going through some of them. So, like, uh, just this first one is, like, uh, comments that reinforce systemic oppression related to gender, gender identity, and expression, sexual orientation, disability, mental illness, neurodiversity. Neurodiversity. What, what the, the hell, hell is, is neurodiversity? <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume that means that you can't say retarded anymore. Is that what neurodiversity is? Uh, I think it might even be more abstract than that. Like maybe your state of mind or something like that. Uh, physical appearance. Okay, so if can you can taste that. colors, then uh, you're not supposed to be referenced in a negative way. <laughs> I assume so. Yeah. Neurodiversity. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> physical appearance, body size, age, race, or religion. Hey, I can agree with all that. That sounds pretty good. Right. So we have unwelcome comments regarding a person's personal lifestyle choices. So if they're, you know, a tweaker or something like that, you're not supposed to, you know, tell them that they need to clean up their act or, you know. All, all you meth know. heads are allowed, yes. Yeah, coding while high on meth or, you know, Adderall or from, something From what like I that. understand, coding on meth is very productive. I mean, yeah, I've yeah. never done it, but, uh, you know, you well, can probably you spit out a whole ton of code in a very short period of time. Yeah, but don't will it be usable code? code? Yeah, don't don't expect it to be readable or usable. But I yeah, mean, it'll don't be expect code. Any test coverage on that code, though? So you know, that's probably not that's not going to work. Uh, here, here's a here's a question. Well, deliberate misgendering. So I, I'm guessing I'm guessing this is like calling somebody a name. Well, Don posted a definition of neurodiversity in the chat room. Okay. Is a concept where neurological differences are to be recognized and respected as any other human variation. (laughs) These differences can include those labeled with dyspraxia, dyslexia, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, dyscalculia, dyscalculia, autistic spectrum, Tourette syndrome, and others. So... What is it when you can taste colors? What is the name of that? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure, even I'm though sure I was... spectrum somewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty so. sure when I was joking about it, it's actually part of this. So, so uh, the deliberate use of dead or rejected names, I guess this means I can't say you're dead to me anymore. It's called the, synesthesia, by the way. Oh, uh, synesthesia. Synesthesia, yep. So, 
Okay. Uh, so we got some basic stuff here. Threats of violence. We know what those are. Incitement of violence. So don't incite anything. Don't don't threaten anybody. No no intimidation. No stalking or following. So that means you have to unfollow everybody on Twitter and Facebook. You can't even do um, simulated physical contact. Did you skip that one? Did I do so? Oh, yeah, simulated, simulated physical oh. contact. You can't type like star hug star or star back rub star. I mean, come on. How sensitive are people at this point? That's, that's a bit of much. <laughs> I, I enjoy me some star hug star. <laughs> Everybody enjoys a star hug star. Hell, I enjoy a real one from time to time. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, that seems a bit excessive. <laughs> what, uh, and the rest of these don't? Well, I mean, some of, some of them actually make perfect sense. It's just hey, here's they, one we can use here. Okay. Sustained disruption of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you just won't shut up, damn it. <laughs> well, neither will you, damn it. So. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I love this stuff. Yeah, this stuff seems like overly sensitive to me. Well, uh, there, there's one here that says unwanted, self, uh, unwelcome sexual attention. Doesn't that describe sort of like the, all of the rest of it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, except, well, what, what happens if it's welcome? I mean, how, do you have to have a sign, or do you have to like flag yourself as? As far as I can tell, you, th- there is no such thing as welcome sexual attention anymore. It's like you cannot do it. So we must all be asexual, undegenderized humans. Yeah, probably not even humans anymore. Well, that's right. We're we're um we're what? typical mammalian caricatures <laughs> of uh, I don't know something something else. yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you know, you know, it's going to hell in a handbasket in the open source world when, uh, well, an irrelevant uh, operating system decides to have a code of conduct like this. So let's move on. This is Linux in the Hamshack, not the BSD in the Hamshack. So we'll wait yeah. for Rich to report on this in the next episode of the BSD in the Hamshack, which I'm sure is coming right around in 2019. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Don't say anything disparaging about him, though. Oh, whatever no, no, you do. No. No, yeah. no star hug stars for him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no star kissy star for for uh, Rich. You know. <laughs> All right, let's keep the short tech topics short here. Let's, okay. let's move on to our segment here. What do we got? Linux in the ham shack? Oh, yeah, we got Linux before. in the ham shack. Yeah, you you wanted to talk about running FLDG on a Raspberry Pi and maybe some other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Don had uh, had emailed this script to me, which basically will build uh, FLDG 4.016 on your Pi, but of course I said, well, screw it. I'm just going to just run it as is. I just kind of edited it, looked at it, and I said, well, this is just standard Ubuntu yeah, Ubuntu stuff. So uh, I just ran it on my 1804 uh, Ubuntu Mate install, and sure enough, it built it uh, like a charm. No problems, no errors, no nothing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so it got me looking at the, all the FL Digi stuff, and we have a slight disparity right now going on with that software, the W1H. KJ software, which are all your FL products, FL Digi, FL Rig, FL Message, FL Lamp, and stuff like that. If you look at the, the repos, the repos are slightly dated. I know uh, we do have 4.01 is the most recent FL Digi that I can find in any of the repos. And of course, this is 4.016, which is the latest, which was released as of uh, February 9th. Um, but if you look to some of the other programs like FL Rig and FL Log and stuff like that, stuff that has been updated this year in 2018, we see a huge disparity in versions, especially like FL Message and stuff like that. Um, if you look at the PPAs that you can find out there, it used to be uh, the one by uh, Kamal Mustafa, um, used to be the most up-to-date one for for all the FL Digi projects. And... It's no longer the case. I mean, the, the latest 
he has in there is the FL Digi is the only one getting updated. The other stuff's all been updated back in 2016 and later. Uh, even if you look at the ones that uh, the Ubuntu hams are putting together, which you can find in their own repo, which Kamal Mustafa is part of that as well, uh, it's the same deal. There's just a there's just a problem here at the software not getting updated, and you're starting to see a, of a lagging occur. So this is a great opportunity for those that want to get involved in package building for the Debian base is to start filling in the gaps where these people are maybe losing interest or falling behind uh, the curve because we are running behind on these versions of FL projects here. And I know a lot of people use them. And of course, you can download them directly in source and for Windows and, and Mac at the versions, and they're pretty easy to install at that point. But to compile them, not everybody's going to do that. So uh, the debs are not available from the W1HKJ site. So I think it's important that, you know, if people are using the software and have some ability to uh, participate in the packaging, it's probably a good time to start thinking about uh, making that uh, something that you're interested in. Yeah, I've noticed lately that a lot of the stuff in the Debian stable repository is very old. Um <clears throat> And I know Debian is very committed to stability when they actually release a package in the stable distro. They want it to be as stable as they can, but that keeps the later and what could reasonably be considered stable versions of software way, way back in the archives. And you actually have to go into the testing and unstable repos or the latest bleeding edge Ubuntu, like the .10 versions, to get anything current. Unless you go to the maintained PPAs or just downloading devs directly from websites, yeah. which it can be cumbersome. I mean, but it is one way to get around the issue. But yeah, we definitely need some maintainers to kind of step up and keep up with some of the more, you know, more current and yet still stable software. Because I know right. um, I had that issue with Synergy today. I was using the stable version of Debian. And the current stable version of Synergy is 1.4.4, and yet Synergy itself is up to 1.8 point something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it can be really, really out of sync well, here's, at times. Here's a good example. I'm on Bionic here, so I'm running the latest 18.04 beta. Um, and I do have, for Synergy, I have 1.8.8. So, yeah. so that's what's available to me. <laughs> but let's look at FL Message. FL Message in Bionic is 2.0.16. The version that's available on the W1HKJ site is 4.0.5. Yeah, I mean, that's ludicrous. <laughs> that is so ridiculously far behind. I mean, come on. This, stu this stuff has had to be vetted yeah. at least to a, you know, a few major point revs uh, past 2.0 point whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's just ridiculous. And I it's probably just people not wanting to maintain the packages. Right. It could be that. It could be like, you know, some of these projects aren't used as much like FL message. I'm sure, you know, that's that forms library for, uh, you know, managing uh, the, your form editor. So you could send it over FL amp and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could see the reasoning behind maybe not keeping them up to date. Cause maybe there's no, uh, you know, relevancy to doing it, but you know, still, I think it's, I think it's needed that we maintain this stuff. I think so, too. And I, as long as the stuff is tested stable, and the thing of it is, if you're into version 4, you can pretty much assume that most of the code base is going to be pretty stable. I mean, because you have you have four major release versions and probably lots of 
sub-releases underneath there. Yeah. And so at this point, you know, most of the updates are probably going to be small. They're going to be bug fixes or security issues taken care of or things like that. So for the most part, these releases are going to be stable. And I just don't understand why it's so hard to kind of push these updates through. I mean, so many revisions back. It's just crazy. But yeah, it's an well, issue you have hope, to deal let's with. Let's hope uh, it changes. Um, yeah, that's all. I guess that's all I really wanted to get into. And I, I think that's probably enough for the the segment itself just because that's kind of an important thing about you know linux itself is that it only gets better when people put time and energy into making it better so this is this is a point that it's our software as amateur video operators that use linux to commit back to the uh, back to the um, the software repositories that provide us you know all of our tools and entertainment for uh, for doing the hobby yep absolutely so well played bill putting that in there <laughs> all right so our lead topic was supposed to be about hamvention which we glossed over so we'll just throw it in here now uh hamvention is coming up very soon it's almost the first of march i thought i was going to have our generosity campaign up at the first of february but i guess we're going to shoot for the first of march this time and so i'm going to undo that but in the process of actually setting up the generosity campaign i found out that apparently generosity has become you caring y-o-u c-a-r-i-n-g so unless something changes the hamvention 28 campaign for linux in the ham shack will be at you caring dot uh, as it was at work no i think it's com uh it is dot com yes so i'll be putting it up there you can just search for linux in the ham shack you'll find it or search for like linux ham or something along those lines and once i have an actual url that references the fundraiser it'll of course be in the show notes and it'll be plastered all over the website and everywhere else i can put it social media etc cetera, etc cetera. so if you have a uh, the wherewithal i guess to uh, donate a little bit to our hamvention 2018 campaign that would be wonderful and uh we're we're definitely all planning on being there bill thinks he's driving from montana to ohio which yeah. ought to be fun <laughs> <laughs> uh unless unless he magically falls into a hundred thousand frequent flyer miles or something yes uh, yes that'll be the that'll be the deal uh, so yeah i'll be uh i'll be looking for places to stay along the way <laughs> so there, there you go if you got a room or a couch just remember to stick with the free bsd code of conduct on those visits <laughs> uh, did bill go away i think he did I, I think Bill just went up and gone. Poof, gone. Oh, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I must have tapped the button or something like that. So, yeah. He's like, um, wait, no, I'm here. I heard it go being too. I should have said, I should have looked over at the screen. I don't look at that computer while I'm running. So, <laughs> and I just, I just looked in the chat room and Gene BX8AAD says he's going to be at Hamvention. Wow. Oh, awesome. Cool. Awesome. So that means, well, I guess we'll have to get there by hook or by crook or whatever. But. Or something. Yeah. 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 So. so I'll be couch surfing all the way there. I, uh, I already have a place in Minneapolis, so I'll probably, uh, make that my first stop and then drive through, uh, Indy, get some food and, head over there and meet you on thursday well we're right. stopping in indy to get dinner oh yeah you're you're meeting us you're supposed you? to meet us okay. in yeah. indy yeah, yeah. So i'll meet in indy well we're doing on what, thursday thursday early no no, no. What? we set up on thursday duh yeah we have to be we have to yeah. be there we'll be in indy on wednesday oh we'll be in indy on wednesday okay Ooh. gotcha 
What? That's a maybe, though. Crisis averted? <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll I, figure I it out. I a place I can stay in Indy, too, so actually, <laughs> probably is fine. Well, you could probably stay with Hutch. He'll probably put you up. <laughs> he probably put you to work, too. But you yeah. Know. There you go. <laughs> oh, look. Yeah, we we'll got figure something popping? out. I have, to, I, have, I have to figure something out for sure. Yeah, we that, have electrical issues here. There's that's you again. Place, so. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. it's definitely here. So Yeah, we're in the middle of a thunderstorm right now. So. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's that, but anyway. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, keep an eye out for the Hamvention campaign on you caring. We hope to see everybody at Hamvention. Uh, we honestly hope to be there as well, but, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's expensive to do this. I mean, you know, we are we do get the rate for a nonprofit or, you know, whatever podcast, you know. The f- not It's not free, by all means. No, it's, no, it's definitely, definitely not, not free. free. <laughs> yeah, and they, like, they have to vote to every... It's bucks uh, per, for the booth. It's 150 bucks, at least it was last year, for internet. So, yeah. I so mean, I that's, mean, that's, that's four, just the booth. $450 just to yeah. be there, and that just doesn't count. Just for the booth. Right. Well, and, and they know, also have to vote... Room. They also have to vote every year as to whether or not they'll let us have the $300 rate. 350 yeah. whatever it is so yeah we've been fortunate where they you know they've always allowed the podcast to come in well at least to us um, yeah because we're non-profit space yeah. and stuff like that yeah. so i mean we do kind of fall in the umbrella um so yeah i mean it, it's it's you know you figure it's going to cost us you know minimally at least what it'll be a thousand like, it'll be a thousand dollars i mean at least a yeah, thousand between it'll, it'll probably cost more yeah. than that <laughs> right because <laughs> you know we're both driving from different places and everything else um and whatever you can do helps it does you know it, it, we're going to it no matter what right so we're going to be there no matter what so you give nothing you give something see bill said know. that which means that if we fall short then he's paying for everything <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah <laughs> no it just means yeah we just we will be like uh you know out there on the corner on some soap boxes uh with our tin cups you know, <laughs> and stuff uh, uh asking for alms or something yeah, like that yeah there you go uh instead of actually being able to produce a show and everything else from uh from hamvention so uh so yeah so yeah tell, help help fund getting us there and tell us what you want us to have there at the booth as well yes. you know if, if we're looking for certain items that we haven't had i know we do the discs every year and um, we have some of the other little items last year we did uh, uh shot glasses and pint glasses Yep. Um, we should have t-shirts too. We're going to try very hard to do that. And the stuff that will be available uh, pretty much for sure is the stuff that's available on the shop.lhspodcast.info website. So um, if you want to see what's currently available, but if you have <laughs> other ideas for you know things, let us know what that would be. And also, if you want to have something as a um, sponsorship like uh, perk, because you know, on these... Uh, on these campaign sites, we can have perks. So if you pledge a certain amount, we can give you something like a shirt or a hat or, or something along those lines. So if there's something specific you want to see as far as a perk, definitely let us know, and we'll see if we can make that happen. Yeah. And, I mean, it would be great. It would be absolutely great if we get fully funded, even more funded, and then we don't have to really think about, you know, trying to really hustle some discs <laughs> right exactly <laughs> so we can help you know fund the project and stuff like that um because you know last year we spent so much time talking with everybody uh we had you know, no time it was to almost do. a distraction to yep. even deal with discs absolutely <laughs> they, <laughs> so, they were know, very popular though yeah it was very popular and uh it was great it was great to talk to everybody out there and i can't wait to talk to more people this year 
Uh, so, but yeah, it's it, every bit you help early is less stress for us while we're there. So we can spend more time having engaging conversations with you. Exactly. All right. Excellent. So that's enough about that. Anyway, uh, but speaking of donations and stuff, we have our social media roundup. So I guess we'll just move on to that. And uh, hopefully it'll be good to see Gene and everybody else, all the 25,000 plus people who are going to roll through Xenia in May. All right, Cheryl, you're up. Social media roundup. Let's do it. Social media roundup for this week. Uh, Patreons, John Spriggs, Steve Saner, Donald Gover. Robert Pitts, Paul Griffith, uh, Jonas Rulo, and John Zaruba Jr. Subscriptions is Johnny Kinsey, Stephen Harp, John Clark, Dylan Angle, Bill Piotr, Charlie Brown, Jeremy Hall, Brian Smith, Ronald Ike, Darren King, John Fotchke, Michael Jacobs, Todd Bowers, Christopher Weaver, Doug Redder, Michael Connolly, Robert Doherty, Alan Wilson, Kevin Murray, Michael Aiello, Robert Halliday, Robert Yerke, James Blocker, Wayne Carpenter, and Thor Wiegman. On Facebook, we had Joe Konchenek, Eric Grant, Jed O'Fry, Robert Pereira, I believe that's correct. Roger Pereira. Oh, what'd I say? Robert. Oh, sorry, reading two separate lines. (laughs) Roger (laughs) Pereira and Robert Blair. On Google+, Plus, we had The Mountain RN, Scott Northcutt, Art Hollingsworth, KE0, CQF, and John Hyatt. I just, not, nothing nothing against you, John. I just wish you were the other John Hyatt. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering that when I saw that. I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, there, there's another John Hyatt that would actually probably cause me to pass out if he subscribed to the program. But <laughs> yeah, please, please let's not let that one happen. Yeah, okay. But okay. Uh, on Twitter, we had uh, at KC0F underscore ham, one Roger P. DX Zulu at Martin A1369 3552 and at WM6H. YouTube John Zaruba Jr., Eric Holmes, Gary Gifford Jr., Daniel Allison, and Ark Lazak. Nobody joined us on the mailing list, and there were no merchandise sales this week. All right, very good. So we have gotten down to the end of the program. So I guess we will wrap it up. We'll say our goodbyes, and we'll be back on thursday with another issue of the weekender yeah all right so take care everybody i'm russ k5tux and we're going to sign off on episode number 210 and there's cheryl over there yes good night everyone and bill who has no temperature yeah no temperature (laughs) 73 thank you for listening to this episode of linux in the ham shack LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. 
Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out. Linux in the Ham Shack and the Linux in the Ham Shack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribute Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.